0: You're listening to
1: You're listening to the, to the Bear O'Clock the Bear O'Clock Show. You're listening to the Bear O'Clock Show.
2: It's Bear O'Clock and this is the Bear O'Clock Show coming to you from London. I'm Mark and joining me, the man from Essex and with the big it's actually sunny for a bit nowadays, Smile. It's Steve. Hello, Steve. Hi Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, mate. How are you?
1: I'm fine, thank you.
2: Also joining us tonight for the latest installment in our series on the Irish craft beer scene. From the Irish Beer Snob podcast, it's Mr. and Mrs. Snob, Wayne and Janice. Hello, you guys.
3: Hey, guys. Hi. You're right. We're good, mate. How are you?
2: Very good. Uh, first of all, a big thanks to everyone who joined us online last Sunday for our live episode 100 YouTube shindig. It was great fun. Twitter was literally on fire, and now the polished, the polished up and bow tied. Edited version of episode one hundred is available in case you missed it on the website and on the iTunes. So let's have a little chat about our beery weeks. Steve, you go first, mate. How was how's your beery week been?
1: It's been a pretty decent week, uh, beer wise, mate. Um, just been just enjoying some really good stuff at home um, and uh, a few cheeky ones out with you on. I think it was Thursday night last week. We had a little little
2: night out, didn't we? We did. Yeah. We'll get to that in a little while. Have you, okay. had, anything, have you had anything spectacular? Anything spectacular?
1: Um, <laughs> yes, but I can't remember um, okay. what it was. So it clearly couldn't have been that spectacular. Obviously, um, super spectacular. Yeah, no, I'm sure. You know what? I I did. I had a beer which I actually rated as a five on on Untapped, which is. Right. You know, fairly rare. Um, But do you think I can think what it was? No, yes, there there we go. That's it. Um, A a beer called George by Mikella, which is an imperial stout. Um, It was absolutely amazing, mate. It was uh, like thick, um, really um, kind of chocolatey, some some hints of coffee in there. It was just one of um, the best imperial stouts I've had in a long, long time. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I would also had um, uh, a beer which I don't think is available anymore now. Uh, it was one of uh, Four Peers um, Seasonals, Southern Latitude, which was um, uh, American Pale Ale brewed with um, Southern Hemisphere hops, which was absolutely stunning. It was just like drinking um, lemon and lime. In, in, in a glass. It was oh, wow. so refreshing. It was nice. really, really enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. They they were probably two standouts of the week. Okay.
2: How about you, Janice? Ladies first on the Irish side.
0: Um, well, recently we, uh, I got to try a new beer called Bonita from a new brewery called Old oh Brother Brewing. And it's, they call it an Indian brown ale or...
3: Indian dark beer. Indian dark beer. Basically, black IPA uh, or dark Cascadian <laughs> dark ale or whatever kind of BJCP style you want to attribute to it. It's a hoppy black beer.
0: Yeah, but it was gorgeous.
2: So where, that was from the Old Brothers Brewing, did you say? Yeah. Where are they from?
0: They're from County Wicklow. Yeah,
3: three brothers uh, from a brewery in Wicklow. Uh, so that's just to the south of Dublin. Um, they've They kind of launched with an IPA. An American red ale, so very very bitter. Uh, Not like a traditional Irish red. It was exceptionally hoppy. Really good beer. Um, Three nice lads as well. I met them at their launch. Uh, They had kind of a a little shindig in one of the bottle shops in Dublin, and it was good to kind of meet the lads. So kind of interacted with them on email and Twitter and things. Um, But yeah, the Bonita is a very nice beer as well. Yeah,
0: gorgeous. Okay, what else,
2: Janice? Have you had this week?
0: Um, this week. I actually had a cider, and that's made locally as well. It was a Boyne Valley cider, and that was Pariscra, and that was on thir- Sunday actually, that was yesterday <laughs> <Had a drink. laughs>
2: Must have been a good cider
0: to be honest. I actually haven't been drinking that much for the past week, so they're the only two that have really stood out for me.
2: okay, and how about you, Wayne?
3: um yeah, kind of similar enough we we were at a, a launch of a new restaurant on Saturday night or Friday night, and it was kind of like I knew it was not going to be serving the best of beers, but I kind of there was a little bit of redemption there when discovered that they were serving uh, Delirium Tremens and mongozo Gluten Free Pilsner as well. Um, Try to think, I was looking through my untap there just before uh, we came on. I definitely had some great beers at the Irish uh, Beer Festival there over Paddy's Day um you know like eight degrees I have a new one uh called enigma then there's bucket that we had from black donkey um there was some really good beers as well but i've kind of been not drinking as much the last few days i don't know why i just suppose on saturday we just had a couple of beers at oh, home, nothing too wild save keeping our powder dry as they say
2: <laughs> we've all had more beer than me the, the sneezes that i featured on in our live show last week <laughs> <laughs> Quickly turned into I, I was literally crippled with flu. Crippled people. So I, I haven't had anything apart from the little night that I had out with Steve on Thursday.
3: You needed a big group. Ah oh, oh. there. Yeah. We missed Steve. I'll dub
1: one in. Yeah. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's get people to send in their hashtag poor mark. Yeah uh, when they're listening to this week's show.
2: If people think I'm sounding a bit husky tonight, you should have heard me last week. I had proper Barry White going on. <laughs> it was epic. Nice. Um, so, talking about that Thursday night, Steve, that was um, the latest wee beastie event from Harvestune.
1: It was, was indeed. It Yes, it was at the uh, the Elgin in Maidavau, which is in London, um, and we got to sample uh, the latest two offerings that are coming from the Wee Beastie series that Harvest Doon are doing now. Obviously, we're not going to talk about them now because that would make our spin-off show redundant. So um, yeah. as, as soon as we get the the samples from Harvest Dune, we'll be recording episode three of Wee Beastie uh, and we'll be letting that loose.
2: Yeah, and the Elgin is a great little pub, Um but can I just say, 11 quid for two cans of Beaver Town, fuck off.
1: Oh, yeah, that was... <laughs> uh, I, f- I forgot about that. I, I completely That's... forgot about that.
2: That is... I understand London pricing, but fuck off. <laughs>
3: yeah, That's no, ridiculous. That was, that was taking we, the piss. How much did we pay for that bottle of Dead Pony Club in Leeds Bradford Airport at that time? It was it £6. Pound. £6. Pound. Oh, that's
1: no. That's that's just people that have that have gone mad. Uh, I mean, yeah. I was I was shocked at the eleven quid for two cans of Beaver Town. Um, you know, it's good beer, but five fifty a can. Nah, that's that's taking it too far.
2: Because I gave you a five, I'm thinking, you know, I might get fifty p or a pound out of change out of that for mine. Nah.
3: Wow. <laughs> I'm just trying to Fuck do the reverse, reverse calculation there in euro. That would make that about.
2: 100, 100 euros, basically.
3: million <laughs> euros, I think. Um, yeah, it's about 8 or 9 euro. Yeah. Oh, f- yeah, it's, that's quite extreme.
2: <laughs> what is that, 8 or 9 per can?
3: Yeah. Jesus Holy Christ. shit, you're joking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I did that. Oh, my God.
1: You
3: see, that... Di- in England, they open the can before they pass it across the bar, don't they?
1: Yes, and that's that's I got caught
3: out with that as well. Yeah, like at that stage, you can't say no. Like it, it's it's a it's a thing that happened to me a couple of times here, where you know you might go in on payday for a few beers and you're feeling a bit flush and you go, oh, I'll have the mad stuff. I think there was one night I paid nearly nine quid for a bottle of Thornbridge Jaipur. <laughs> I almost puked when I got my tab receipt at the end of the night. So was, are you coming? Yeah. I was like, you know what, I won't mistake that, won't make that mistake again. I'll always ask how much it is before I commit to putting it on the tab because it's just like we got, We've I've been kind of caught out a couple of times uh, that way. But yeah, that's, that's that, that's, I suppose that's, you can't even justify it with like logistics costs no. or anything.
1: No, 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 I mean, it's, you know, it's not like it's a hundred miles away from the brewery. It's like a Bakerloo
2: line away. That's yes. it.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Delivered by carrier pigeon.
2: Exactly. Right, so, Stevie, we've got some news, mate. Always. OK, Wayne, Janice, which of you are going to do the pips?
3: Janice. Me!
2: Come on, Janice, you let me, let
1: me down last time.
0: Peep, 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 peep.
2: Perfect. That's- Brilliant.
1: Um, Okay, so we're going to start off with some awards news this week. Uh, Two lots of awards last week. Firstly, were the Publicans Awards, in which Fuller's and Oakman Inns were big winners, where they both jointly won three awards each. Um, Fuller's won the Best Managed Pump Company and Best Food Offer um, for their uh, bars. Um, And also featuring in that, uh, those awards were Brewdog, who took a best brand stroke concept award for its fast growing estate of craft beer bars. Um, the other set of awards were at Ciber X, which is kind of um, the independent version of the Great British Beer Festival. It was running in Sheffield last week. Um, it unveiled three supreme champions who were Brass Castle Brewery, who we've featured on the show before. They um, won the National Cask Beer Competition for their Burnout Beer. St Hostel won the National Bottled Beer Competition for Big Job. And the Wild Beer Company um, won Madness IPA in the National Keg Competition. Um, So you can check out all of the winners from all the various uh, uh, medals in that event at beerx.org. Um, unless you've had your head buried in the sand in the past week, you would have missed the announcement that the cha- Chancellor announced a penny cut for on the beer duty. What this means for us drinkers is not a lot, really, because it generally that penny is taken um, at the wholesale cost rather than what you're liable to see on the bar. Um, more news in terms of some things that you can get your hands on now. So uh, a new subscription service has launched, Bottle and Bean. Um, this is a, a new service which brings together coffee and beer um, an interesting matching concept there so you can get craft beer and speciality coffee delivered to your doorstep every month there'll be live online tasting events broadcast directly from breweries and roasteries and there'll be beer and coffee from different leading independent brands each month Um, you can check out all of the details about bottle and bean at bottleandbean.com, and Um, and we're hoping, hoping to line something up with the guys from bottle and bean to, to do something a bit special in the summer. So watch this space on that one. Uh, a few other little mentions, um, this week sees the launch of a much anticipated collaboration between magic rock and Adnams. the herbalist is a saison um, that is being launched um i think it's being launched in london this week um but should soon be available all over the country um i'm hoping to get along to the launch so i'll give you a full report on that next week um and then just a few other things just wanted to uh give a few shout outs really as part of the news this week because we were all over the place last week you couldn't have missed the beer o'clock show um once again where we lead others are following so on thursday <laughs> night beer bods they their featured beer was you now obviously we featured that a few episodes ago um and they're just following in our footsteps there but also um in the wake of that we, we were also getting mentions all over the place from the bod- podcast brotherhood um so we had mentions on the rg podcast last week uh steven roland on their podcast mentioned um us, and this was all kind of congratulations around the 100th show, and then also, and it was great to see um, him back, um, Ian and 11pm somewhere returned last week um, with a new podcast, and he gave us a great mention at the end um, that wasn't really news but I thought I'd wedge it in somewhere um, and then finally the, the last two items of news is, is some stuff that I want to bring our guests in on, um, because I'm sure they'll have some views on this, so firstly um, Diageo launches a Guinness Golden Owl. Um this is going to come in as part of their premium bottled owl range next month. It's a four point five percent ABV brew using the Guinness Yeast, hops and Irish barley. Um guys, what are we thinking about this announcement?
3: Well, they've not announced that over here yet. <laughs>
1: okay, brilliant. Okay, so you didn't even <laughs> know about
3: it. Um informative as ever steve i would imagine that this is kind of somewhere similar to some of the products that they have in america that have guinness name on them but will never see the light of day in ireland i i wouldn't be surprised if we see it eventually like guinness are pushing big time their new lager that they've called hop house 13 and um, they've basically the slogan i think is more more taste more hops more character um, the name is apparently after some random hop storage house in James's Gate. Um, there is reputedly mosaic hops in this lager. It's meant to be a step above Carlsberg and Heineken, which isn't saying a lot. Um, the cynic in me thinks are uh, a company the size of Diageo, just making a beer with mosaic, To torpedo, some of the other craft breweries that are making some great summer beers with mosaic hops, you know read into that what you will. I haven't heard anything about the beer you've just mentioned, Steve. So uh, I will await that with bated breath.
1: Sure <laughs> okay. so you will. Yeah. So moving on to the next news item then. Um, since you've killed that one so aptly. Um Sorry. There was a fairly big... <laughs> That's fine, mate. It's fine, honestly. Uh, there was a fairly big beer launch over your side of the pond a few weeks back, wasn't there?
3: Yeah. Um, 200 Fathoms, Galway Bay Brewing. Um it's the second edition of their Imperial Stout that's aged in whiskey casks. Last year's version was aged in yellow spot casks, but this year Galway Bay teamed up with Teeling's Whiskey, which are a new independent distillery that's opening in the Liberties in Dublin 8 this year. Their their distillery is being installed as we speak. Um, but we were both at the launch night in the Brew Dock, which you were in the last time you were over. And to say that there was... Carnival like atmosphere in there is really understating. It. It's a mate of mine on Twitter, Beermack, he's, he's from Durham, but he, he kind of commented. He was over in San Francisco at the time and he says, US type beer craft hysteria like, literally, all the Galway Bay bars sold out of their allocations within half an hour um, on the night. Like, Brewdog got them on Thursday, and then all the pubs in the rest of the chain um, got them on Friday. And those people queuing outside against the grain. Another bar we were in um, at twelve o'clock on Friday, and all of their allocation was gone by half twelve.
1: Wow, that's uh, fairly good going, isn't it?
3: It's unheard of in in Irish beer circles. Like we've obviously seen the hype and the the, the legitimate compliments given to the beers like uh, Foam and Fury, but Two Hundred Fathoms has just totally raised the notch. I think I was in with uh, Ken and Drinkstar there earlier, and he just said it, it's the beer that's just sent them over the top it's so good that it's it deserves every bit of hype that it has received and obviously you you'll be receiving yours shortly but it's just an amazing experience it's a big heavy smooth imperial stout with all the subtleness of the whiskey um i wonder if Teeling's are taking a few of the casks back to maybe experiment a bit we might see that in the future but to say there was unprecedented hype about this lawn and demand it was just ridiculous
0: but the great thing about it as well though on the night of the launch somebody actually had a bottle of last year's 200 fathoms and we got to taste them both side by side which was pretty
1: excellent yeah yeah Yeah. it's always good to be able to do that isn't it
3: yeah it was a it's like very very different flavor profiles Um, you know i don't i don't really know it's hard to describe i think I found this year's version a little bit sweeter than last year and I was kinda of going on memory and then when one of the guys at the bar just popped out last year's bottle and just gave a nod to the manager and the manager's like, What's that? And it's like it's last year's two hundred fathoms and it is like, You're all right to do a vertical taste and he's like, Yeah, no problem, just here to pop it open. And there was maybe four or five of us at the bar kind of sipping them to see what the differences were. Quite pronounced um my initial kind of thoughts were i preferred last year and then the more i kind of drank this year's version i was like
0: i much preferred this, this year this
3: is a much better beer um it's it's brewed at a higher gravity i think and it finished a little bit higher and i think that's where the sweetness is you'll see it yourself very soon but it pours really viscous mm-hmm. it's like you probably saw the craft beer chat lads uh channel uh, with their tasting on youtube as well like it is It's every bit deserving of all the kudos and hype it's getting at the moment. And it really is a a fantastic feast of brewing in this country at the moment.
1: We're we're going to tuck ours away for a little bit, Wayne, um, until our sort of winter season. And and then we're going to pull it out and feature it just before Christmas. So um, you guys make sure you you, you hang on to a bottle of yours because we'd love to you back on that show with us as well.
3: Yeah, two kept by. I picked up another two tonight off Ken. For any of your listeners that are on the fence with the beer box, the the two hundred fathoms is the reason to buy the beer box and the two hundred fathoms off Ken. Like the with Sterling as strong as it is at the moment, it's eight euro forty nine for a ten percent barrel aged imperial stout, five hundred mils of Galway's finest. You'd be mad not to. It's a limited edition. Very limited edition.
0: And
3: it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> and by so let's let's just
1: take that back. It's the same price as the can of gamma ray that I bought on I Thursday night. I was just about to say that. Moment, <laughs> pretty
2: much. And by can you mean drinkstore.ie, IE, right?
3: Yeah, like drinkstore.ie. Obviously, I'm sure it'll be in the show notes and everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, really superb beer. Another another home run from the lads of Galway Bay.
2: Cool. Was there any other little bits of Irish news you want to do before we get onto the beer, guys?
3: Um, I just, I just had a couple of bits. Um, the first Irish gluten-free craft beer um, It's made by Brewery Down in Cork, in West Cork, called Nine White Deer. They launched it there just after St. Paddy's Day on the nineteenth. They're calling it—I'm probably pronouncing this totally wrong—seir. Uh, yeah, right?
1: you're right.
3: Uh, which is the Irish word for free. Um so essentially S A O R. Um it's described just as a gently hopped, refreshing and easy drinking beer. But I suppose the fact that it's a gluten-free beer and that they're able to stand over it with independent lab testing is a significant development in the market and it's quite it's quite a good idea because there's obviously quite a lot of um celiac around and you know there should be an opportunity to try a decent beer every now and then. Um and one of my favourite breweries, eight degrees down in Cork. Um, they've just released a smash pale ale um, with a hop that's been brand new in from Australia called Enigma um, they're not the first brewery in Europe to get it, I believe Colonel picked them to the post there um, but gotten and Cam sneaked some back from a recent trip down on that neck of the woods and it's described as having flavours of rock melon or red currant, depending on your, your taste buds, but that's bottled and kegged and available now at the moment. So it's it's really fresh. Got a few bottles there this evening as well. Um had it there at the Patrick's Festival. Very juicy drop, be perfect barbecue beer.
2: Cool. So shall we get onto this week's beer then?
1: Yay! Yes. I'm okay. So tonight.
2: <laughs> right, the latest installment in our Irish beers, this is Now, is the brewery called Brew, or is it called... It is called Brew. Okay. Brew,
0: yeah.
2: Planning ahead, as always. It's an Irish red craft beer, as so the label says, called Rua, R-U-A, from the Brew Brewery in County Meath. Am I saying that properly? Meath. Meath?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's like Mead but with a T-H at the end.
2: So not meath, it's meath. Okay. Yeah. In Ireland. So let's get this poured out.
1: Dennis is halfway through a point already. I've got my um guzzling glass at the go again tonight because I'm anticipating another guzzler. <laughs>
3: Dennis has just inhaled that. Oh, yeah. She's on a second bottle already.
1: <laughs> this is uh it's a lovely colour. It is it is a lovely deep red hue to it. Um I've I've got it poured with a beautiful thick white foamy head as well. It it just looks like such an inviting pint.
2: Oh yeah, and it's bubbly as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Very nice carbonation on that one. It's a lovely, yeah, like you say, lovely goldy red colour. That's
1: nice a decent hit on it. Yep. Good aromas as well. A little bit of fruit, a little bit of spice in there.
3: You get, you kind of get that hint of kind of tangerine there from the cascade. Just a faint hint of it. I suppose, like, we know the guys who brew this beer very well. Um, it being our local brewery, they're literally six miles away.
0: yeah don't throw away
3: you well, must be happy to have a brewery churning out this sort of stuff
1: sorry you must be happy to have a brewery churning out this sort of stuff then
0: <laughs> hell yeah yeah <laughs>
1: um Janice, you sound very excited there
0: this is just my absolute favorite beer in the entire planet i love the stuff if
2: okay if well,
0: up an IV of it it would be awesome
2: well we yes, look forward thanks, to then. your thoughts janice as we proceed what? We look forward to your feedback as we proceed.
1: <laughs> Shall we get into it, guys?
3: Our old Dave from Bo Bristle's heart is breaking. Oh, he knows I love him too.
1: <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I'm sure the last time Janice was on, she said exactly the same thing about Bo Bristle's Amber.
0: Everybody knows <laughs> <laughs> Roo, Roo, Roo is my favourite.
2: Right, let's yeah. get into it. Cheers, guys.
3: Cheers.
0: Slauncher.
2: Slauncher. What
3: I like about it is it's not heavy. Heavily carved, which adds to the guzzling factor
1: oh yeah i've I've just taken a lovely great big gulp of that, or a number of great big gulps of it, and as you say yeah it's it, it's not overly fizzy. It's really well balanced, and it just makes it really easy to drink. I think that tangerine aroma that you was talking about comes through on the flavour really strongly uh, at the start there, and it just begins to give way to kind of a soft bitterness at the end. It's a really, really enjoyable pint, and that's just that's just from the first taste of it.
2: No, I'm yeah, glad, think... glad we have got guests on tonight, Steve, because I can't taste fuck all, <laughs> <Tasting> <laughs> mate. So you're, you're I'll leave it. Out
3: here. I'll, I'll leave it to you. #ParMark <laughs>
2: <laughs> hashtag sympathy. So I'll leave it to you three
1: to discuss. Let's um, let's have Janice's thoughts then. Let's let's see how unbiased this review is. It's
0: it's the caramel sweetness that I love from it, with the maltiness in it as well, and it's just that hint of bitterness finish to it. Just makes me just want more and more. Like I could easily go in a session and just drink this all day.
1: That's that's a pretty bold statement uh, about a beer, to say that you'd be quite happy to stay on one beer for the entire day. Oh,
0: I, I would, yeah. I would, def- I would be more than happy to stay on this for an entire day. And I have done, many a time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
2: 4.2%, it is quite sessionable.
3: It is. Um, from knowing the lads, um, I, I did ask them about that. I said, like, would you would you ever think of up in the ABV? But he said, well, no, we kind of want people to be able to quaff it all day and you know, drink a few pints of it without getting full and, you know, getting too leery. Um but what what I really like about the, the beer is the branding. It's it's quite striking off the shelf. Um I know that they got a, a pretty a very good graphic designer to do it, but tying it into the legends of Celtic mysticism like Ku and, you know, basing it around the ma- the huge amount of historical sites that are within you know 20 miles of where they brew it's just it's very clever but at the same time it's visually very striking particularly when you see their stands at the at the festivals they this stand out and i suppose that's part of the battle as well that the the kind of the battle the battle uh, that the beer sticks out on the shelf because otherwise you just walk right past it
2: yeah, it's, yeah. Like your, it's not your typical craft label is it it's quite smart
3: yeah it's it's quite polished but i think i think they've actually evolve really quickly in a really short space of time like you probably see the same in a lot of um, breweries in the uk they start out with a production kit of a certain size and then very quickly they realize hang on a second we're getting way more demand than what we can actually brew and that's the same as happened with brew they're actually continually you know upgrading their capacity because the demand for the product is very good obviously rua is part of their core range of beers they've got a, a stout called dove They've got a pale uh, a pale ale IPA called Rhee, which is the Irish word for king, and they have a lager as well, Pilsen style lager. So that'd be their core range, and they um, do brew specials as and well. And
0: the brew, the flagship
3: beer. And brew pale ale as well, yeah, so, which is draft only. But I what, brew was the brewer was the first brew drink I had, and um, that would have been at the RDS All island Beer Festival in September thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just blown away by it because red ales are my, well, it's not even probably a red ale in a traditional definition. It's probably more of an amber beer, amber ale. Um, but the first time I tasted it, I was blown away by its difference to, say, I think Franciscan Wells Rebel Red was on the on the stand next to them. Um, and it kind of really appealed to my kind of hoppiness, hop-headedness, but it's just really smooth. It's really easy to drink. And it has that mm. kind of sweet caramel flavor that Janice was alluding to. But it also has that subtle bitterness at the end that I kind of really like, um, and a little bit of dryness in there as well.
1: I think I think what you say there about the hop profile is is, is spot on actually, Wayne. Because I think there's there's enough in there to satisfy even the the, the most obsessive of hop heads like myself. Um, I'm, I'm getting the flavors of the hops, and it is giving me that lovely dry bit of finish that I look for. But it's not giving me the, the the worrying face pinch that you get when you take a good guzzle of a seven and a half percent beer that's that's full of hops. It's it's so well balanced for the A B V and and there's just so much flavour going on in it and, and you keep getting different flavours every time you take a swig of it.
3: Yeah, it's it's just rock it's you know, we all have those beers that we'll always turn to. It's one of those for us.
1: Well,
0: I've actually even used this in a recipe for making a cheddar and chives white bread loaf,
1: Ooh.
0: and it was awesome.
1: Just oh, yeah, sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> does does this only come in in bottle, or do I do keg diversions of this as keg. well? <laughs> there's, there's a cask version oh, in this as well?
0: Even amazing on cask.
1: Oh, I, I bet it's as smooth as anything, isn't it? <sighs>
3: it's it's actually. <laughs> It's really interesting. I've always said to Paddy and Dara that the, the beers are really well suited to cask. And they have actually started exporting cask to the UK now.
0: They did because it's some untapped buddy of mine was drinking a cask, was drinking barn.
3: Yeah, which is their wheat beer. Which is
0: their wheat beer on cask. And he said it was pretty good.
3: Yeah, I know that... Um, I I was talking to them today, and I just can't remember the name of the distributor they use, but they've been cropping up now in the northwest of England around Liverpool Manchester on cask. Um, It is a delightful experience on cask, because when the cask brewer, then you usually dry hop it as well. Mm. So it has that extra bit, um, you know, like the one place you'll normally get it on cask will actually be down in in Cork, oddly enough, because their main distributor is based in Cork. Um, and you'll quite often mm. see that their beers are available on cask in, in some of the better pubs down in Cork, which is another great city uh, for craft beer in this country. And you know, I think we were down there for the Framwell Festival a couple of years ago, and they they have a cask festival every year in February time. And they had Brew Rua and Dove on cask, mm. and both of them were just superbly conditioned. I know the Dara spent some time with is it the Dancing Duck Brewery up in Derby. Is that the name of them? Um,
1: possibly. Some I mean, you know, there's lots of breweries over
3: here. To, yeah. to keep track of them all. Ah, uh, yeah. Like it, It's just, as I suppose, they went over to kind of really learn how to, you know, condition the beer properly for cask and to make sure it's in its best condition. Because I suppose cask is obviously a niche within a niche over here. Um, you know, like it's the most Irish consumers probably wouldn't be Aware of a bad pint of cask, unless it like was actually at the stage like it tastes like vinegar. You know, where, you know, in a lot of cases, if that was in the UK, you wouldn't be able to get away with the same kind of mistakes. Um, yeah. But yeah, they've started exporting. They've recently sent a big export order over to Canada as well. Mm-hmm. I think they sent over, was it 200 kegs? I
0: thought it was 438.
3: <laughs> See how she knows this stuff? Um, 438 <laughs> kegs to Canada someone's of, got to know it Wayne of, of and I think they sent over um, the, the pale ale as well but again like the feedback they've been getting has been quite strong and you know as, as we've been saying it's a real guzzler
2: what other beers do they do as well I can see they they do a, a craft stout
3: yeah they do a stout called Dove which is available in bottle and um, it's coming back to nitro keg Okay. Uh, they also had a nitro bottled version of Dove very shortly after they launched. Kind of think left hand milk stout nitro. Mm-hmm. I think they were the first craft brewery in Europe to try a nitro bottle, but um, they'll probably bring it back as a special edition. They've got Re, which is their pale ale IPA. They call it um, just Irish pale ale, and then they have a kind of lower bitterness and less uh, more malty. Um, Um, Ale called, uh, it's just called Brew, it's their flagship beer.
0: And then they've had a couple of specials as well called Bon, which was the wheat beer, and then there was another one,
3: Uh, Maw, which is a Saison.
0: Maw, which was a Saison.
2: Okay, so they've got a a nice little line of beers then. Yeah, and I think
3: um, they definitely.
0: Oh, and they had their whiskey one.
3: They did a barrel aged version of the stout as well. Now, I don't. They didn't release it commercially. Um, oh yeah, they did release it commercially. They sold it in a few select off licenses. Um, I, had a, I had a couple of bottles of it, but compared to Two Hundred Fathoms, it's it's not in the same league. It's it's it kind of wasn't aged long enough. I don't think in the whiskey, but um, maybe the, it wasn't high enough ABV to carry the whiskey flavors as well. But they are very experimental in terms of they'll try to brew things. Um, they do a fair bit of contract brewing for other breweries as well. But at the same time, that they, they do have some very interesting beers planned for 2015 from talking to them in the pipeline and stuff. So it be interesting to see what comes out of them in the next few months.
2: Okay. And how long have these guys been going for?
3: Since August 13th. Right. So not long at all then, really? No, they're, they're very young... They're very young, but they also picked up a very big nationwide distribution deal very early on, like within the first 12 months, that saw them going into one of the largest wholesalers in the country. So they would be seen in like the third largest supermarket chain in, in Ireland, um, which has given them access to a lot of convenience stores as well because they would all buy off that um, wholesaler. Again, they've had one or two detractors for that, but ultimately, They're in business to brew and sell beer. And I would never begrudge anyone who is successful in that objective because you don't set up a craft brewery because it's all hugs and kisses and everyone wants to get along. You do it to make money ultimately (laughs) at the end of the bloody day. And people who can't see that, you know, they need a dose of reality like a clip around the ear hole. But, you know, at the same time, they have a lot of penetration because of that. You can go out to the wilds of Mayo and there'll be (laughs) brew In bottles in the local supermarket.
0: But even the two guys like the two guys are so sound and they came from completely different backgrounds like there's one of them that used to be a lawyer and gave up his day job and then the other guy was an engineer wasn't he?
3: Yeah both came from very different professions to brew beer full-time.
0: Totally packed it in and started up their own brewery. I I just think it's incredible and they're two sound labs as well they're so nice.
3: Yeah they couldn't be more different from each other. So, so oh
0: chalk and cheese.
3: Well they work—they work very well together. That's the thing. It's—it's it's the differences that make the, diff, the the business. Like they, it's just themselves and one other full-time uh, brewer now. Um, it was just them two for a long time. So they're, they're kind of—they've got someone now solid looking after sales for them. They can kind of look after recipe development and account management and stuff. So it's—it's it's kind of expanding at a very rapid pace still for them, which. They're very busy, but, you know, it's good to see, like, it's I'm glad to see that two local lads are making a real fist of it and producing solid beer as well.
0: And it's it's great to see that it's in our hometown in so many different bars as well. It's in different restaurants,
3: mm-hmm.
0: even locally in their own, in the town that's brewed in Intrim, majority of the pubs have it on draft there. The local hotel has it as well. Like, it's just, they they're doing really, really well locally as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm going to try something.
0: We're going to experiment here. Um, we've Wayne's going to tarnish my poor lovely bottle of rua. Actually, no, <laughs> tarnish your own glass.
3: <laughs> what we've are you doing? Of the expression black and tan, yeah, yeah, yes. So I'm just going to blend a half of brew dove with a half of brew rua and see what happens.
1: We've got, got some live blending on, on the beer o'clock show perfect.
0: here. The Dove is now in the river. Actually,
3: that's oh, nice. It's about 50-50% mix. So, like, I don't know if Steve or Mark's camera is still working or if he can even see us anymore. I can't. Uh, let me just see. Are we back now? Yes. Can you see it?
2: That's a fair looking glass.
3: Yeah, it's also branded. And it's
0: a brew one. <laughs>
3: But um, yeah, like I remember when I was, they had an event recently. I tried this um, on the bar. I was trying to push the, the black and tans, and uh, Dara wasn't too happy. He's like, What the hell are you doing? It's like, Just trying something. He's like, Do not mix the two. It's like Ghostbusters, don't cross the streams.
0: He's tasting right now.
1: <laughs> well, ja- Janice, keep that commentary going. I think it's brilliant.
0: Well.
3: Oh. It tastes just, like more it just does taste like more it's is, it's is, the dove is quite a sweet stout a lot of chocolate and vanilla and you know roasted flavours on it and it's kind of mellowed that kind of hot bitterness Gives out a It a just lash. made it really smooth and sweet it's just oh yeah I think I might have struck gold I might, ask, might have to do something about that
0: <laughs> actually yeah
3: uh, Janice looked unsure
0: I think you're onto something there
3: so there
0: actually, we go. It does actually taste really, really nice. The two blenders together is actually really, really
3: nice. That's actually really tasty. I'm actually quite surprised at how that turned out. because, but... I
0: thought it was going to be vile.
3: <laughs> there we go. Beer
1: O'Clock Show exclusive once again at the forefront <laughs> of the craft beer scene. In this instance, the Irish craft beer scene, where we've seen the first live blend on the Beer O'Clock Show of two of
3: Brews beers. <laughs> that
0: would be amazing with blue cheese.
3: Yeah, it would. Something really strong to contrast that flavor, actually. yeah. Um, all I know is that when this airs, Dara's probably going to come around my house and just punch me in the face, going, gonna... what, are you, mixing our beers together?
2: I was going <laughs> to say you're going to start getting knocked on the door soon. Yeah. They, they just know that you're doing it.
3: They know where we live. That's the worst thing. <laughs> but, um, I'll be out and about one of the days, and I'll just get a bottle of beer thrown at me, and it's like, don't mix our beers again. But that is actually really, really tasty. I could actually I could imagine that with the nitro stout, um the nitro stout is kind of just coming back um uh, after a period of experimentation with the the nitrogen mix and the and so on and it, it's it's pouring as fantastic as ever But i think that mixed rua with the nitro stout mix will just be sensational that is lovely but um yeah live beer blending of brew brewery <laughs> you heard it here first Go you, <laughs> steve can we get
2: your final comments on this beer pal
1: Yeah, mate, it's gone. Um, It it evaporated again for the third or fourth time this season. We've we've really struck gold with some of the uh, the quaffability of some of these beers. just really really smooth well balanced lots of flavors going on in there there's there's tangerine there's caramel there's hints of spices going on in there as well towards the end you you get a you get a hint of the hops that are in there but they're not overpowering they're just very well balanced all in all um a a cracking little beer i'm
2: getting all i'm getting is a glass of malts i'm not getting any of the aromas because my nose is blocked up Oh. I'm really annoyed. That's such a shame,
3: mate. Such a shame. We'll have to send you over. We'll send bottle.
0: you another bottle.
2: And is getting into another one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's,
1: that's yeah. how much she it's loves it. Night. I
0: don't care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, Stevie, do we have a prizeless prize this week, mate? We we do, mate. We've actually got two this, this week because I just couldn't separate them. Um so first one up and again another first time winner of of the prize this prize, but yet a name that we're all too familiar with. So um Doody actually jointly <laughs> wow. wins. The prize, this prize this week, uh, he posted a great picture of a bottle of Saltair blonde uh, by the river in, in the sunshine yesterday, which up until about three o'clock today had it. And then um, in a sly move, um, our old friend, son of a gun, um, posted an amazing picture of Burua in his back garden in all its sunshine and glorious redness. He's um, got an advantage and- this season. He he has, and he was he was upset last week that he didn't get the live prize this prize <laughs> on the live show. Um, so so there you go. This week I've had to split it, and it's uh Doody and son of a gun. Um, both of those pictures are on our Instagram um, account. They're also in the show notes. And and if you make sure if you want to enter your your own picture into the the weekly prize this prize competition to win a great big box of absolutely nothing, um, make sure you tag your picture on Instagram with cheers, guys.
2: Yeah, and Doody and Cern Gervin can split that nothingness between themselves. They, they, can. Make they, sure they you, can. Make sure you do it fair, right down the middle. Yes, so they can enjoy
1: it across the Irish Sea <laughs> in all its Celtic, Celtic <laughs> glory uh, <laughs> between the two of them. So there we have it. Speaking of the Irish beers, you can
2: get the Irish Beer O'Clock Show Beer Box, curated by Ian and Wayne. From drinkstore.ie, you can find the link on our website. Just go to Season 6 Beers, and the link will be there. Make sure you get a bottle of 200
1: Fathoms as well from Galway well, Bay. Just just fill it. As Wayne said earlier, the pound is so strong against yeah. the euro at the moment that you'd be a fool not to just fill that it box will, full oh, of tell you what, great Irish beer.
2: Fill it, fill it with cans of fucking Beaver Town and sell them to the Elgin when you come in. Make yourself a profit. <laughs> Um, Brilliant. <laughs> <re-marketing> operation there. <laughs> the Beer O'Clock Show is proud to be supported by Ales by Mail, your premier destination for bottled real ales delivered directly to your door. Visit UK and use the code BOCS10 for a 10% discount. Wayne and Janice, thank you very much for joining us yet again. Our pleasure. People can it's find great. you at IrishBeerSnob.com. Is that right? That's right. And Wayne's at Irish Beer Snob on Twitter, and the lovely Janice is at Mrs. Beer Snob.
1: Uh, what's coming up next week, Stevie? Next, next week we've got an interesting beer, um, which I'm going to struggle to pronounce. I've, I've even had to tweet the brewery to make sure I get the pronunciation right. But next, next week we are drinking a Bocarón, um, which is a 4.8% pale from Spain. Um, that has been brewed with Mediterranean seawater.
2: Sounds delicious. Yes, can't wait. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Beer O'Clock Show, on the website at beeroclockshow.co.uk, and on Untapped at Beer O'Clock Show, on Instagram at Beer O'Clock Show Steve. I'm on Tapped at Roku, and I'm on Twitter at Roku Beer. Right, until next week, Stevie, thank you very much. Been the highlight of my week. Janice and Wayne thanks again
3: cheers thanks Thanks,
2: Thanks, guys guys. see you soon until next week bye bye